0: Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the Bulldozer, Matt Fremont, And if there's one place to listen to on the internet, every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together like my nuts. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over... Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. shit is bananas! bananas! Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, here to drag out of in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga rope quick that cow, Mike. Just... All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but he does be. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black is Bullshit, man. <laughs> Motherfucker Fuck you! Fuck you! And fuck you! Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza! Jake I just took a DNA test, turns out. I've had diabetes for about 20 years. Oh, shit! Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Morris. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you know, I guess I got some things to cover tonight. Um, I'm kind of putting off the show a little bit, you know, doing a bunch of training and stuff, you know, this week, and uh, you know, feeling good about everything. Um, just been busy, fucking worn out. Um, work's been crazy. It's just one of these. Uh, this season is nuts because it's like. The end of kitten season, where you're still getting like a crazy ass flow of cats. You're still getting a lot of intake, but the the outgoing the adoptions are still kind of slow. Um, you kind of got to weather the storm, and then when you get on the other side of it, um, like late fall, early winter, we just get like a huge burst of adoptions. We're just like fucking veterans, uh, new cats the kittens that have been there since the summer like everybody it's just adoption after adoption and like you never know like any anyone could be you know going home you know every season you get like surprise adoptions double adoptions triple adoptions like you know really really great shit going on so um it's kind of like the weather to storm period like sometime last week i think it was we were completely at capacity i came back uh from my day off and it was like fucking zero cages so then i did what i do uh shifted some things here and there did what i you know uh you know we had some roaming space so was able to shift some things around and do some things and before you know it we were back up to eight cages or, or something like that got a handful of adoptions you know things things went pretty well so um been crazy. And then uh, this past Saturday, we had a Chinese auction thing that we do once a year. And they switched to a larger venue this year because the past couple of years we've been selling out just like fucking turning people away at the door and, and, and that type of thing. And we, we were doing like three 300, maybe 400 tops at the previous venue for all the years we've been doing it. And uh, this year, we moved it to a huge venue and, I mean, took 700 people into that joint. So, they did fantastic financially. Um, but, you know, that, that's a long-ass day because I do my normal job thing and try to condense that into a small um, amount of time. And then head over to that venue at, like, 3 o'clock. You know, so from 9 to 3, I'm, I'm working with the cats, doing my thing, getting everything done. And then heading over to that venue there, and I'm there until like 10:30 at night. So I mean, it, it's a long ass day. Um, so yeah, it was it was all of that, and then you know, just just kind of recovering from that type of thing. Yeah, you know, sleep schedule all fucked up, and you know, I mean, the, the little shit like that is is not as easy to bounce back from when you're a little bit older. You know, that's that's the thing. I might be in peak physical condition, but there's some uh, recovery issues as far as like how, how fast you bounce back from these different things. Um, uh, what was it? Last night I put in my fucking leg day and I I just wanted to like, I, I wanted to spend extra time there and everything. I knew I was going to take today off. Um, so I was just like, all right, I'm going to do leg day, but what I like to do is I'll throw other stuff in there. So that way, like, fucking crushed legs for like three four exercises and then after i've done a bunch of sets of these these multiple exercises like all right i need a little bit of a break so i'll go hit fucking arms and stuff and it's not like a full-on arm day but it's like you know hit some shit real quick or go do some ab stuff and then come back to the rest of my leg stuff you know and just just kind of break it up like that so i did like a couple a couple little like you know okay i'll do this stop do that I ended up fucking combining for like 77,000 pounds. Uh I was very very happy with the um the total on that. So, you know, today I'm definitely feeling like fucking just tired, just worn down. The um leg days just take so much energy out of you. You know, it's not even like the the actual muscle soreness or anything like that. To me, it's just like the whole like over overall fucking tired, you know. But anyway. Um So yeah, well, what the fuck? Um bunch of different little things. Um I guess I want to what do I want to get into first? Let's let's just get right into Joey Janela, Pause. Um So let me let me just describe my my entire um relationship as it were with joey janela from start to finish and obviously that finish there's our fucking yawning there we go with that shout out to uh you know ml jerkoff he enjoys the yawning um so i didn't really know much of joey janela um, going back, cause he was in the, he was around in the business for a long time, you know, that zebra kid and all of that stuff. I didn't know anything about that, that era of Joey. So when I first learned of him was through, um, you know, I, I think I had heard his name thrown around a couple of times and stuff as far as just, cause I was so much more into wrestling, um, my radar for like, you know, just names and shit. Like I knew everybody for the most part if they were regulars in the the northeast i pretty much knew of them and i knew a lot of the you know the mid south talent and some of the cali stuff and you know i was pretty on top of my wrestling stuff for quite a bit of time i take no pride in that now so uh you know don't know nearly as many guys but anyway uh i had heard his name or whatever but didn't really know much about him um back i don't know what fucking year that was but I got into a whole um, beef, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, with Pat Buck and um, Eric Tapout. And, uh, you know, I started going at it with them. I was ripping their show apart because they had um, just a bunch of just unprofessional bullshit go on at the show, like the fucking like uh, part of the ring was broke where motherfuckers were almost breaking their ankle in the same ring were the great Muda was that night. Um, so luckily he didn't like break his shit in the ring. Um, yeah. People like getting on a chair to get in the ring. Cause they didn't have steps. They had like a chain that was held up by uh, like poles in the corner. And there was like a, I guess someone who was like kind of in with the show and had front row tickets through that. She had like, her purse was kind of propping up the fucking pole in the corner that was holding the chain. And it was instead of a guardrail, it was like a pole with like a chain. You know, at like, kind of like like movie theater barricade ropes, but with like a chain. So if something hit that chain, those poles were just gonna go fucking airborne because they weren't held down by shit. And like I said, in in the one corner, it was being held up by a woman's purse. Um, at at one point, the um the entranceway almost crushed Coco. Beware. Um, There's just a bunch of bullshit. There's just a bunch of absolute bullshit. The show was like fucking. Eight hours long. It was just, it just seemed like a complete disaster to me. So I had talked to Eric Tap out on the show previous to that because some of the stuff they were doing was getting my attention. They were putting together a lot of like real weird matches and just like, you know, old names and new talent and just stuff to grab my attention. Which I mean, that was the purpose. That was the draw. So um, when I uh. When I talked to them, I was, you know, fair and balanced and stuff like that. But I really didn't see much of, of what they were actually doing. Um. So then, uh, you know, after that show, I ripped it apart and it uh, came about. They came on the show and they kind of like bullied me. I don't, I don't want to say bullied in a way like, oh, I'm a victim. I don't give a fuck. I mean, but the two of them came on together and then just like fucking tag teamed and just, you know, fucking went at me and stuff, so, uh, you know, it was what it was, you know, but again, this was also in my drinking days, so I was fucking out of control, had no, um any kind of, uh I don't know, I, I didn't have any control over my own actions, and, and uh, I don't even know if that's the right way to phrase it, because I don't want to say, like, oh, I didn't know what I was doing, uh, I just, I didn't have any fucking volume control. I didn't, I didn't know how to fucking tolerate things or handle them in any kind of a uh, civil manner. I just fucking spiraled out of control and, you know, so, um, that, that's kind of the way it was going. And, uh, there was a lot of shit talk online. I, uh, you know, my drinking days, I would fucking go out with people and the next morning I'd, Check my inboxes and and uh, you know try to figure out if I have to apologize to anybody or what kind of shit I I went even further with, because I would get that fucked up on a regular basis. So um during that, Joey Janela came out of the woodwork and Joey was and still is. See that's that's the thing about Joey is when Joey's on your team, when Joey is is behind a product. He he carries that fucking flag with pride, and he'll defend that shit. And I've seen that several times with Joey, and I, I continue to see that. Um, now in this instance, I was on the other side of that. You know, I was I was the asshole because I was calling out the fucking company that he was working for. He was working the Starman gimmick at, um, at the company at the time, which was uh, what the fuck was that shit called? Wow. Well, I, I don't even because it's it's uh, Wrestle Pro now, but before that it was fucking. Uh, I don't know why I can't even remember the fucking name of the show. I don't. know, It doesn't matter. Um. Oh, legitimately, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I, I legitimately forgot the name of the fucking the le- the call letters of that company. Um. So anyway, um. It shows you where my fucking memory is going to. It's another age thing, I guess. I don't know. It's not important to me. Um. So he came out, and he was, like, fucking, you know, we, we were going at it, and a lot of, like, you know, fuck you and fuck you and fucking kick your ass, all this other shit, and threatening each other and all of that shit. But it's, like, we weren't running, you know, into each other or anything like that. I, you know, I was attending shows, but I wasn't attending that shit anymore. After I buried it and they buried me and all of that stuff, it was, like, yeah, like, I don't fuck with them. They don't fuck with me, and then that was that. So, um, yeah, like, um, just had this like negative, like, oh, okay, yeah, this fucking guy wants to fight me and this and that. And you know, I, I, I'm really not the type to back down for much, especially you know, my drinking days like that. I was on some fuck whoever bring it type shit, and I, I don't, I don't know that I was equipped for any of that type of nonsense anyway. But that's just where my mouth was. Um, now I know, you know, what I talk about, I get back up and I don't specifically call people out like y'all fucking fight you and shit like that. Cause I'm not in that space. You know what I mean? That's, that's not the type of life I'm living. I, I know I could fucking take care of myself. That's for fucking sure. But, um, you know, I, I'm not going that fucking route. Cause that's not, you know, I criticize things and I talk shit or whatever, but I'm not like on some, yo, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face type shit. Cause ooh, what the fuck is that, man? I'm 41. So, um, anyway, we had this back and forth, and it was pretty heated and all of that. And then, years later, it was a Jersey All-Pro, I believe, anniversary show. And I went as a fan. This is prior to me shooting ringside or anything like that. I'm up in the bleachers. And the match was Steve Scott versus Joey Janela. And as soon as they announced him and he walks out, now I'm sizing this motherfucker up. I'm looking like, this This is the motherfucker that's going to beat the shit out of me? This motherfucker here? So I'm like fucking hating. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm looking at this motherfucker from the bleachers like, yo, let's let some shit go down with this fucking guy. Like, it's it's going to be a fucking problem for him. You know what I mean? That's the fucking mentality I was at at the time. So while I'm fucking looking through fucking hateful eyes and shit, these motherfuckers are just killing it. They're fucking absolutely killing it in the fucking ring like, yo, I'm like, yeah, that that was some good shit there. Yeah, fuck this guy, but yo, that was oh shit, oh shit. And I'm I'm watching this match, going, man, this fucking kid's impressive. Like this is the first time I actually seen him wrestle. So I was like, man, this this is fucking, this dude is legit, you know. And uh, I I just at that point like I had no more fucking actual problem but i just like I, the last i talked to this dude was just like yeah i'll fucking i'll fuck you up and then i'm like oh he's in the building so okay if this is how it's gonna go well then you know you just naturally size up up. but so then following that show i sent him a message like dude you know um yeah i don't know you know look If if you're still looking to go that direction, you know, it could be that, but, um, you know, I got no hard feelings towards you or whatever, and um, the fucking great match out there with with Steve Scott, and, um, yeah, I'm willing to squash it if you are, but if not, you know, we could do whatever, you know, and he's like, no, no, dude, whatever, fuck those people, because at the time, he was done with, um, why can't I fucking remember what the fucking name of that company is? Jesus Christ. So, anyway, he was done with Pat Buck. Well, not so much Pat. It was more an Eric Tapout thing. So, he was done with uh, Eric Tapout and that company over there. And, um... So, it was like, yeah, yeah, peace. It was all good. Um... So, I was like, alright. So, then, uh, I had attended... Um... I had attended, what was it? The fucking JCW. So that was like, um, I don't know if this was the first one that I actually talked to him beyond uh, the online interaction or whatever. And it was kind of slow moving, but I'm trying to remember as it exactly went down. But I know I went to the one in Brick, and it was the JCW, which was previous to the GCW thing. And they had like a pony ring there. So it's like this little short ass ring. And he ended up being, like, fucking tag-teaming with X-Pac, with Scott Hall in his fucking corner, and won the tag titles and shit like this. And he was, like, super fucking hyped because, you know, this was, like, shit, shit was, like, really fucking happening for him now. Like, he was getting his fucking shot. I don't remember if it was at the same time or—it it was right around the same time he got the shot with CZW. And I knew that was a big fucking deal to him, too. So it was, like, he, he was getting noticed in CZW— um, he's in the ring fucking holding tag belts up with, with fucking X-Pac and Scott Hall on his fucking corner. And you could just tell this dude was just really finally feeling the, the appreciation and he was hitting a groove being Joey Janela, not Starman anymore. This guy was really getting himself fucking nosed. And, um, so it was funny cause he comes right out of the fucking ring and it wasn't a big crowd or anything like that. And we were sitting ringside. And he comes out of the ring with fucking tag titles, and he fucking points at me, high fives me with the belt, and he's like, "Fuck, fuck, uh, oh, what the fuck, dude i I gotta fucking I gotta like Google this fucking company. Um, Eric, what the fuck? PWS, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. There we go. So, um... What the fuck is that? Um... Yeah, that's gotta be old, right? I think. hold on. I, I just gotta... This is great podcasting. I, um... I think so. All right. So, um, so yeah, he's like, fuck PWS, right, man? And fucking high fives me and shit like this. So it was like, cool, man. Not only, like, did we go from, like, yeah, I'll fuck you up over this, this, and that, to, like, yeah, we're on the same page. Fuck those guys. And from that point out, it was like, yeah, like, we're fucking cool. I'm definitely rooting for this fucking guy 100 percent because I'm impressed with what he's doing in the fucking ring. We were able to get over you know our little disagreement and this and that, and now going forward, this dude is just blowing the fucking roof off everywhere he goes. His charisma, his intensity, his um, his his kind of hybrid style where he was able to do some hardcore. He was able to do some fast moving technical stuff he just he he reminded me a lot, and his comparison's been made very often of Trent Acid, who's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. He was a close friend as far as a fan you know fan wrestler relationship would go. I don't want to say like I know the fucking guy personally or whatever, but i I would speak to this guy so often and for so long it shows i mean we'd talk for a fucking half hour and stuff and hang out in the lot and all of that shit for quite some time for years. So, you know, I became really close to Trent and it was it was very very sad and um just heartbreaking, you know, to see what happened with him. And I named this show, you know, in tribute to Trent Acid. Um but so many similarities that he had and um you know, he he took that as a, as a huge compliment too, if I would say that and other people were making the comparison as well, and cuz he really looked up to Trent. So I mean, it was just like Joey was an absolute easy fucking, you know, to win me over as far as a fan goes because he, he was doing all the fucking right things, you know. And everywhere he went, he, he never failed to, to entertain. I mean, it the dude continuously just stole shows and, and did big shit everywhere he was, he was going from the CZW to what they started to do with, with you know, JCW, they were doing, like, the Great Adventure shows and this and that, and he's doing all this crazy shit, fucking, uh, you know, having little run-ins with Jake the Snake where he stepped on the fucking Porter John and popped him in the fucking head, uh, they did, like, a skate surf festival when, when, um, when gage first got out the first time and that match that they had was like again so so reminiscent of the fucking gage trent matches that i was watching it had so much of the same feel to it you know you know the way gage was and the aggression gage has and he was still aggressive back then he's not the right now gage that i'm not fucking with but um and it was that guy versus the closest you're going to get to Trent acid, but of course, you know, Joey had his own vibe to it. He had his own thing. He wasn't just a carbon copy Trent or anything like that. Um, so he was, he quickly became one of my favorite guys to watch, you know, and, and one of the coolest fucking guys to talk to. And, you know, we continue to be close. And I mean, he came on the show a whole lot of fucking times. um, The one show, uh, somebody backed out on me. Pinky. No, it wasn't Pinky. Maybe. And he's like, dude, I'll call in. And and I had ended the show already. But, like, he was that type of, like, just fucking go-to like that. So much so that, like, when I got my dream interview of John Zandig. And that was, I mean, that was years in the fucking making, man. I, I was like. Yeah, I, I wanted that shit so bad, and you know, I made the John Zanda guy shirts. That for some reason they're getting a lot of more of attention. Not that I've sold a single one of them recently, but got a lot of people who are saying they want them and stuff. Um, and I and I have some still because you know I never did that well with them to begin with. But um, just in a rubber made, just fucking staying clean, fucking available. But um. I made those shirts before there was even a sign of John Zandig anywhere near wrestling. Nobody saw him for fucking years. And I just, like, I'd gotten so tired of the CZW product and everything that was going on. I had these fucking shirts made. It's just my own fucking statement. Like, hey, I'm a John Zandig guy. Like, that's the fucking CZW I was all about. So when we're talking about CZW and my my complaints with it and this and that, like, make no fucking mistake about it. I'm a John Zandig guy. That's what the fuck it is. And I made those dope ass shirts like I'm not just fucking dude. I have nothing to gain at this point from it. I mean, sure. I can sell the rest of them. I guess there is something to gain, but, um, but I, I mean, just, I, it was almost a shirt that I just wanted and, and was hoping enough people would want them where I'd make some kind of profit or whatever, but, um, either way, like fucking dope ass shirt and, Um, you know, I, I was such a Zanda guy and just like, so hyped for him to come back. And I started hearing fucking like, yeah, and I'm not going to give myself credit or anything like that, but that was, um, from what I heard, like definitely didn't hurt him to see that. And, uh, my buddy Brian, he's, uh, friends with John and he brought the fucking shirt to him and took the picture I've shared a million times with John holding up the shirt. And I'm just like, dude, fucking ask him if he'll do the podcast. Ask me. And he gave me, like, yeah, you know, well, you know, at some point, whatever. Yeah, he's not against it, but, you know, and So, and then at some point, uh, he gets my number and he fucking calls me, and I'm on the phone with fucking John Zandig for like an hour and a half, two hours, just bullshitting. And this is like all fair, all of this. And it just like. It was like I, I couldn't even fucking believe this. And he's asking me like, what's good, what this, what that. He's asking me about Joey, and you know, I'm sure he knew quite a bit already. But and, and I and I told him like, yeah, like fucking this dude's like another Trent. Like you know, he's he's fucking he's he's legit. And and I'm telling him, you know, you know who are the deathmatch guys out right now? And I'm telling him this and that. And he's like, yeah, like I'm thinking about a comeback, and I'm thinking that you know. I already got feelers out in Japan and this and that. And that's the other part that sorry, sidetrack off the Joey thing, but it gets back there. Um that's the thing that, that makes me sad too about the roof bump is because he had talked about all his plans and his hopes and that he wanted to go here and he wanted to go there and do some stuff over here, get himself back established, fucking make people, you know, realize that he's back, it's it's all, you know, hundred fucking miles an hour again. And then, you know, hit Japan again and, you know, start a whole fucking thing. And it just came to such a screeching halt right off the bat. So, anyway, um, even then, I, you know, so, so, you know, I do the podcast. Like, I'm talking to this guy for two hours. I wish he was on the air. And, and I'm like, oh, you know, could we, and he's like, well, just wait till I get something going. Wait till I get, you know, uh, something, something to promote. So, all right. And I'm still like, fuck, this is never going to fucking happen. But, um, all right. So, finally, he gets this program going with Joey. He gets the program going with jo- Joey. He's leading up to like a CCW thing. And, um, it's like fucking, all right, I get this fucking interview and I don't think any other podcast did two hours of John end. And I, I could not be happier to be the fucking guy that he allowed that to happen with. Um, but amongst that, Joey hits me up, like, right before the show, like, dude, let me call in and, you know, talk some shit and work this fucking angle with him, whatever, and I'm just like, all right, and um, it was just like, you know, no fucking, no way would I just la- allow any random motherfucker to call in because, you know, this this is a dream interview for me. I ended up letting Chris Dickinson call in as well because he's another guy that you know, um, you know, one of my very favorites and everything. And and I that was another one of those like dream situations where I was like, man, if this turns into a Zandig Dickinson thing, which I didn't even realize that there was nothing at all planned with John Zandig and Chris Dickinson. Like, but it was a funny fucking interaction between them. And um, but again, like I had such respect for Joey that like I was a hundred percent willing to share my airtime with him on, on an interview that I've, I don't know if I'll ever get John Zandig back on the air again. And, you know, he disappeared off the planet again, but I, I had no, you know, second thoughts or regrets or anything about, you know, involving Joey in that. And, um you know, hopefully, you know, it helped their little, their angle on everything. And I mean, the huge fucking bump that they took off the roof. And I mean, that shit is historical. Um, but yeah, like Joey, Joey was always just a great fucking dude to me. And I had such high hopes for him because of what he put out in the ring. The things that you've heard me say about Joey that you know, calling him fat and all the jokes and all of this and stuff, this comes out of fucking love. Like, like no Beckham, but like, I, I really expected sky's the fucking limit for Joey. So when I started to see Joey go down the road where he was embracing this train wreck fucking attitude and defending it you know that's that's the thing like um i've i've been a train wreck you know but if you stand out in front of that train wreck and people who care about you and and want to see better are trying to say hey man like you know this this and this and you know, you're starting to look like shit. And you know, I'm, I'm blunt. I'm not the I'm not the sweetheart to fucking try to steer you back onto the road all gently and shit. I'm gonna be like, hey, you fat fuck. Like, what the fuck's going on? You sloppy bastard. You look like shit. You know, that's that's just a little bit more my style. But um, but it comes from a place that I cared. And um, you know, and then it started getting in a direction where he he doesn't really fucking like me because of what I'm saying. And then I'm just like, well, if this is the, the lifestyle he's going to embrace, I'm going to bury it every fucking chance I get because it's just garbage. And to be quite honest, I, I mean, I still got to tell you, like, because Joey did this fucking um this interview for high spots. This is part of, you know, why I'm even mostly why I'm bringing this up at all today. But he did this interview with high spots and he was very, very honest about a lot of things throughout this interview. And I respect the shit out of that the one thing that he's not being honest about and he just needs to realize this at some point or another he does have a drinking problem he doesn't he doesn't see it as that and i understand that because i've been there and you know one of the they they say you know uh you know the first step of uh you know recovery or whatever you want to call it is, is admitting you have a problem that's like the number 1 fucking step that's like the first fucking hurdle you have to overcome And in so many cases, people just go through that denial, like, no, no, I got this, whatever. Every once in a while, I turn it up or whatever. But you look at so many situations, if I point at every single thing that I feel like Joey did wrong, uh, minus that roof bump, because I think that roof bump wasn't a great idea for him or John. Um, It was fucking fantastic for, you know, exposure and And for everyone to pay attention, but as far as, like, the injuries that came off that, the setbacks that put Joey on and stuff like that, because Joey had quit smoking, he had really started to tone, like, tone himself down in some aspect. I, I know I heard a lot of talk about him, he quit smoking, he did this and that, and as soon as, you know, he took the roof bump, he started saying, like, yeah, like, I stopped fucking, you know, working out, I... I, uh, you know, went back to smoking, uh, drinking a little bit more, and this and that, and he, he blamed a lot of that on, you know, that, that bump and that injury, which, again, this is one of the things that leads to addiction in in many um, cases, you know, the pill addiction and this and that, and I'm not saying that Joey has any kind of drug addiction whatsoever, I'm speaking from completely, you know, alcohol standpoint. But besides that roof bump, every single thing that I could look at that I would go, Joey Janela looked like trash or he looked um, bad in the situation, I think I could tie right back to alcohol. Every time he was on commentary where he was just absolutely wasted and saying stupid ass things, fucking alcohol. Um, I think a lot of the times if he's getting too fucking into it with these fans online, that I mean, maybe that's part of the the Joey just like saying what he wants to say and do what he wants to do. And that's, I think part of what also appealed me to him, uh, him to me, whatever, whatever direction that's supposed to be, because I, I, you know, I'm the same type of fucking just tell it like it is kind of guy. Now, a lot of times that shit clashes. Like you get two of those motherfuckers in the room and a lot of times they don't get along. So, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me in retrospect that we had any issue at any point. Cause it, seems like recipe for disaster you put two, two of those people in the same room um but i think a lot of those things the fucking enzo thing alcohol you know what i mean so a lot of these situations to me and and not for nothing but like you know i i'd called this shit um if you watch the high spots interview and i really really um recommend you do um he talks a lot about his relationship ending and it, and it really hurt him And, you know, I I feel really bad, you know, to, to see him have to go through all of that. But I called this shit a fucking year plus ago that this, that was going to be over. That, that was going to end, man, because he was living just this, this dirtbag lifestyle that like, she's a fucking gymnast. She's a gymnast that got in there with the hottest fucking talent on the fucking indies. This guy was winning fucking titles popping crowds bigger than the fucking company's ever seen, just tearing the fucking roof off, all eyes on Joey. He suddenly at some point shifted that into, I'm the dirty motherfucker that'll drink until I'm fucking on the floor, and I'm a bad boy. And that that was not the same fucking bad boy that was blowing roofs off. Now, Joey could work regardless, so when he showed up to the fucking building, he did everything under the sun to get himself over and to and to pop that crowd and he he still entertained his ass off but the whole image of joey janela shifted in a not so positive direction as far as i'm concerned again i don't have to live with the guy whatever he could do what he wants to do You I, I i wish him the best but to me writing was on the fucking wall with that so when suddenly she leaves and winds up with some dude that's like you know joey said you know this guy looks like a model and this and that well that's kind of what i expected to happen you know, and again, like, seeing this stuff affect him so, so heavily is disappointing, man, and it, it, this is the disappointment that I was, this is what I would, I was steering towards, you know, this is a, people say, oh, you can't fat shame this, I'll fat shame my ass off, because that, that's my way of fucking showing a disappointment or um distaste for the way someone's going, because, you know, I, I'll just, you know, and I'm pretty good with the jokes and shit, so I, I'll just keep lighting them up, and hopefully that'll, you know, oh, well, this fucking guy's saying that. And and if the whole thing is, ah, fuck him, fuck him, he says bad shit all the time, well, then, then I mean, you're going to go the direction you're going to go, but a lot of that shit is going to come, come back around. Uh, uh, just, again, my opinion. Uh, I've lived through a bunch of this shit. But, um... Yeah, you know, I reached out after the Enzo thing and told him like if you never ever needs help and this and that. I talked to, on the show a little bit about that, and you know, like before, I'm not gonna get into details about you know the personal conversation and this and that. But the one thing he did say then, and he said again during the interview that that again he he's drinking throughout the interview, and he said you know that that you know he doesn't he doesn't have a drinking problem, which I I highly disagree with. It doesn't take away from his talent it doesn't take away from his capabilities um but when it comes to your ceiling and your potential, it definitely puts some weights on it. It definitely is gonna make it harder to succeed it's 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 putting roadblocks in the path of, you know to success it just is it just is because you don't know there's that there's that variable there's that fucking x factor that could come up at any time and, oh, you had a rough night and this happened and now motherfuckers need apologies or you're off the fucking roster or they're not featuring you or something. And, uh, you know, Joey said himself on that fucking interview, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll probably get fired from there soon. And even on the fucking last indie show, he's like, oh, I'll be back. I'll be back soon or, or some shit like that. And I feel like he doesn't even have, like, that full – um confidence in his own ability to succeed there which is crazy because again joey has fucking talent now don't you can't confuse what i've said in the role that i've taken with some of the other people who just blatantly fucking hate maven and uh my buddy brian and uh, these people hate joey for different reasons and mostly because he left czw and and you know, it became a GCW versus CZW thing, and he, he's one of those main guys. And I don't, I don't have loyalty towards CZW. I had loyalty towards CZW for many and many fucking years, and now it's it's a shithole. It's an absolute shithole, and I am not going to fucking, by any stretch of the imagination, um, wave a DJ Hyde banner. He's a sleazy fucking creepy motherfucker, and more and more of that shit is coming out. Joey mentioned some of that shit in his interview. And he said in his interview that um, part of the reason he was leaving CZW was because he was with Penelope. And DJ was just being a creepy motherfucker and telling people he cuddled with her and he this and that. And just starting fucking rumors and trying to put himself over and this and that. It's just, just dirty shit. And you keep hearing these these accounts from different things with the female students and this and that. Uh, The fucking WSU purchase from the start to me was creepy because there's no fucking financial gain in a female wrestling company, in my opinion. And they were getting fucking, you know, 60 people, 40 people in the fucking building for some of those WSU shows. Now that's what CZW gets as well. But again, like it it's it's a creep fucking uh business when it comes to when it comes right down to it eight matches all women front to fucking back i mean you really are you really putting together a masterpiece of a fucking show no no, you're not. And, and as far as fans, being completely respectful fans of, of professional wrestling, not, like, trying to buy used fucking women's gear from some shit match because it was in the ring and worn by a woman. Like, not because, oh, that was the greatest fucking match I've ever seen and I want to own a piece of it. No, because this woman sweated in this fucking gear. That That's the most of your fans when it comes to women's wrestling, when it comes to, like, a an entire women's show. Um, there's very, very talented women wrestlers out there, like, don't get me wrong, but if you're going to tell me, like, an entire front-to-back card, a three-hour show of just women's matches, most of those fucking fans are creeps, period. That's just a fucking fact. So, when I see someone, like, going out of their way to purchase a fucking women's company when they already own a company, and, nah, it just... I just get a weird vibe, and, you know, I seemingly, I'm I'm right on a lot of these occasions. Um, But, you know, before Joey fucking left there again, when it goes to his loyalty, this guy would fucking defend and defend and defend CZW. You'd say some shit about him, he'd be the first one to pop up on Facebook and battle any fucking fan and tell you that CZW is going in a great direction and you don't know what you're talking about and this and that. And then in the, the end, when he leaves... I'll probably agree with you about what you were talking about. But while he's on that fucking team, man, he is as loyal as it gets. That's, you know, that's something you could definitely respect. But again, like, some of the people are just blatantly gonna shit on him and this and that. Like, he wasn't drawing fucking crowds there. Like, he wasn't doing big business for them. Like, like, like he wasn't a fucking asset. And that's just fucking ridiculous. I, I'll fucking, I'll stand with you all day long if you want to hate Brett Lauderdale. I, I'll fucking, I'm right with you. But I mean, if you're just going to hate Joey Janella because he chose GCW over the sinking ship of CZW with a fucking owner that's licking his lips at his girlfriend, then, you know, sorry, I, I can't ride with that on some permanent basis shit. I'll laugh along with you with the fat jokes and stuff because, again, that was something that I, I started up because, and before... Before Cornette was calling him Jelly, I was calling him Doughy, and it's still a better fucking name, guys. It rhymes with Joey, for Christ's sakes. But you know, look, uh, do what you want to do. Um, <laughs> I uh, but I I watched this interview and I saw the honesty and I saw the fucking the realness of Joey Janela. Um, the other thing, you know, he started to go a little bit deeper before this interview happened. When he got the AEW contract, he started to go a little bit deeper, and he started to really, really lean into this fucking train wreck. And he was telling people, I, I make six figures, fuck you, I know what I'm doing, and this and that. This fucking guy went on this interview and said, I'm $20,000 in debt, I still live with my mom. I, like, whoa. Like, you know, some some wild shit where, like, this isn't the same guy that was telling people I make six figures. Go fuck yourself. This is a guy saying I'm by myself out here, healing from an injury, feeling fucking broken, in debt, fucking doing everything I can myself to keep myself on track and wrestling because I love wrestling and I want to do this for, for you know, because I, you know, I'm passionate about it. This is this is what I love, and and I can't respect that any more than than I do. I I just can't. But when you see that, that humble, that, that Joey Janela there, that's not, that, that's not that arrogant guy that's, that's standing, you know, on top of a pile of shit going like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm about. Like, no, this guy is showing some real fucking humanity there. He's showing some real honesty about who he is and, and, you know, what he's trying to do and what he actually loves. And, uh. I, I am fucking Team Joey Janela 100%. Uh, I I got to tell you right now, from all the all the talk, all the things I've said, the jokes and stuff like that, I I can't I can't tell you that I won't make a fat joke occasionally, Joey, if if you listen. But uh, I'm 100% behind you, and um, I wish you the fucking best. I hope you go out there and you fucking kill it in AEW or wherever else because I still don't think you're going to stay there. I think those motherfuckers are way too apologetic. I think they're way too big on backing causes and trying to make everybody happy and all these SJW motherfuckers and kissing everyone's ass and trying to, you know, play to this crowd and that crowd and this crowd. And as soon as somebody doesn't work for what their ass they're trying to kiss, they're going to cut off whoever's in the way. And uh, I think Joey's a little bit too real for, for what they put out there. I hope he's able to make a good fucking chunk of money there. I hope he's able to stay there for a while. I hope I'm wrong. And he fucking finds his niche there and completely just kills it. He already said he's tired of the, the the gimmick matches and he's told Tony Khan right off the bat that he doesn't want to just be that, but that's really all he's been used for since the inception of AEW. So until the tide turns on that, I think, um, I, I don't think the, um, I don't think we could say Joey's there for the long run. That's, that's just me because again, like he said it himself, he doesn't want to be doing just that right now. That's all they're doing with him. Um, so uh, again, I wish him the very best. If not, he's going to be back on the Indies absolutely killing it. Motherfuckers are getting signed all over the place, so the people who are left on the Indies are going to be gods for the fucking indie crowd. I, I hope he gets some fucking money, sets himself up. Um, I, I think uh, Joey Janela, and yeah, I'm just going to go out and say it, but a Joey Janela sober, I, I think the fucking sky's the limit for this guy. I, I think this guy can lock in. He could fucking maybe... You'd do a little while with AEW, have that shit either come apart or he could just decide it's not for him or whatever, and within a year he could be in fucking NXT. It, you know, this the the Joey Janello thing, he's not a he's not a guy who's he's a one trick pony. I, I think he's been pigeonholed into that for sure. And I think um I think a lot of that, you know, again goes with the you know, the shape and stuff like that because you could always fall through shit. You could always fall off shit, take crazy bumps on your head and stuff like that, but the better physical condition he gets himself into, the better high paced fucking crazy shit he's gonna be able to do in that ring. And I and I know he's capable of it. I'm I'm one hundred percent confident in him. But um, you know, time will tell. But uh, I just wanted to come on here. I wanted to plug this fucking Joey Janela High Spots interview. Um, And again, I I just wanted to give a little background to, you know, how I actually feel about Joey, and I always have. And um, through all of my bashing and my this and my that, it it came from a place where I expected more out of Joey. I wanted more. I wanted this fucking guy to shine. And when he was showing me a little bit of fucking bumps in the road and, and not not really looking like the fucking guy who I I know could fucking perform. Um, that's, that's what upset me and it, it turned me in a kind of offensive, uh, direction. Um, so yeah. Um, that's, that's all I got there. Uh, I guess I'll go into the Joey show, the, um, curtain call show. Um, let me see. What the fuck? Uh... <laughs> yeah, the the curtain call show, again, I, I just, I, I can't fucking stress enough. I'm just, I'm just not a wrestling fan anymore, guys. Uh... So a lot of this shit isn't even, like, fucking anybody's fault. When it comes to these wrestling shows not really wowing me or anything, it's just because I'm not into it. And just, you know, I'm not... I'm not over the fucking moon about it anymore. There's a few things that I'll tune in and be like, uh Okay, this is this is what I'm interested in. And if it delivers, it delivers. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. It's it's fine. But uh so uh first first match is Jungle Boy versus Jake Atlas. Uh I don't like Jake Atlas and I'll tell you why. Uh it's not about his sexuality, it's not about anything like that. His name sounds too much like mine. So you got Jake. You got Jay Catless, you know, it's like, if I lost all my cats, I'd be Jay Catless. And just the thought of that alone makes me sad. So, uh, I'm not, am not a fan. He's a good wrestler though. Um, you got Embers, Jungle Boy, just a bunch of no selling craziness. Like Jungle Boy kicked out of like fucking eight finishers towards the end just to hit his, his shit and, and win. Um, Marco Stunt beats uh, Kyle the Beast in the second one. I, I despise Marco Stunt. I just the fucking sight of him bothers me. I, I can't I, I I can't fuck with this guy. I just I, I don't like him at all. Uh Tony Deppin versus David Starr. Uh I again this is this is part of just this uh this road that I've turned with the, with wrestling. It's like I hate David Starr. I think he's an absolute asshole. He's like that SJW fucking superstar. He just goes and tries to make big fucking uh, attention horror things with the black lives matter trunks and fucking crying in front of Jewish memorials. Uh, just, just like, you know, the, the you know, Holocaust sites, just like, like one inch from the camera, like crying directly into the lens, like just fucking weirdo attention horror bullshit. So like, Despite the fact that he's a great wrestler, I, I can't even pay attention to his matches because I hate him. I, I don't give a shit. I just, it, it tunes me right out. And Tony Depp and David Starr is a great fucking matchup if he wasn't such a cunt that it overrode every bit of my entertainment. Like, I can't even fucking pay attention to his fucking matches. Um, so there's that. Um, GCW World Championship match. This is dumb. This is fucking dumb. He doesn't have the fucking belt. RSP ran away with the belt. So he's going to defend the title that he doesn't have while RSP runs around the fucking world with it. So what happens? I'm supposed to believe... RSP just stole the fucking title. They're cutting promos back and forth, but maybe in this four way, someone else will get the title. So then what is he going to switch focus and he's going to start cutting promos on the other guy who he didn't have a problem with, but now they're the champions. So now he's got, it's like you have to have a a severe brain injury in order to even believe this storyline would go any other way than gauge having the belt until RSP fucking comes back and they defend it and have their big fucking square off, you know, showdown, whatever the fuck. Uh, So you got Nick Gage versus uh, Matt Tremont, who I formerly said uh, is now shaped like Spongebob with fat arms. Who lives in a fucking pineapple under the sea, brother? Uh, (laughs) Versus Orin Vite, who I think is tremendously overrated. uh, Versus Schleck, who, you know, I'm a big fan of. Um, This, again, just some shit just takes me out of it. I, I did not go into this show, like, wanting to watch wrestling at all. It was, like, a Monday night. I don't watch Raw, so it's, like, not even near, like, wrestling time for me. I was like, ah, oh, let me just put this on, you know. So I put it on again. Like, I just, I, I can't focus on any of this shit. Uh, Next match, I had a reason to hate, like, almost every match on this fucking card. Uh, <laughs> I know, this, this is the uh, J-Cat way of doing things. is like yawning and hating everything. So yeah what what can i do uh next match is shane mercer teddy hart alex zane blake christian chris bay uh jordan olive oil and mick moretti you want to guess my reason for hating this fucking match i don't think you need to it, it's yeah uh teddy hart so fuck everything else that could possibly happen next match is uh Matt Justice versus Chris Dickinson. This was great. This this brought me in. It was like, all right, I'm fucking, I'm here for this. Um, I like Matthew Justice. He's good. Um, and obviously Dickinson, probably my favorite guy on the fucking indies. I should say just my favorite wrestler out right now because I don't watch other stuff than indies anyway. So, um, but yeah. Uh, this was good. One of the very few losses I've seen out of Dickinson recently. I don't know when the last time he lost a match that i watched. But uh, he lost this one to Matt Justice. Um, you know, he, here's another problem. Here, here's another big problem. Matt Justice wins the match. Great match. I, I enjoyed this match a lot. Matt Justice wins the match. Chris Dickinson's down. Matt Justice is cutting a promo while Dickinson's in the, in the ring still. Now... This this happens until Dickinson just fucking gets up and tells him like <laughs> I'm still laying in the ring, motherfucker. Like, don't make me fuck you up. Like <laughs> he wasn't about having this fucking promo cut like he didn't exist, even though he does that shit that like everybody fucking wrestles. But he could you know, he could back his shit up. So um But you know what the dumb fucking thing about this is, is Chris Dickinson leaves you know, tells them don't forget you're in fucking daddy's house, all that shit, and that whole like, look, I'm a huge Chris Dickinson fan, but when everybody's going daddy, daddy, and fucking chanting dirty daddy, it sounds like like a pride parade. It just, it sounds fucking crazy. Which hey man, nothing wrong with that if that's what you're into and shit, but like it just, it sounds fucking crazy out of grown man and shit. Um. But anyway, uh so, but what what's crazy to me is Chris leaves Matt Justice cuts this promo, he wants fucking title shot against Gage, and he's cutting his promo and cutting his promo and cutting this promo. Gage is in the fucking building. No way do you mention you can't you couldn't say I'm the man in the same building where Nick Gage was in the fucking past, old school c z w Nick fucking Gage. You couldn't say, uh, you know, I'm the real man around here without fucking bone fucking Gage fucking running out there and, and dropping this fucking dude on his head. This dude is calling Gage out. I want to shot, Gage, 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 Gage. And he's just in the back going, Oh, MDK another fucking day. That much I know. Well, I'll fucking pencil him into my MDK calendar so when I fucking MDK that day, it'll be him. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck? I, I, it just it baffles me. You cannot have Nick Gage in the building when a guy calling him out and he just doesn't come along. My segment of the show is over, so uh, I guess I'll catch him next time. Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Orange Cassidy comes out. I, I, I can't do the Orange Cassidy thing. I've had enough of that. Um, Ethan Page. Uh, they do a spot with... Um, the uh, superhuman. So he helps uh, Orange Cassidy win the match. Uh, main event, uh, Jimmy Lloyd, Joey Janella. Jimmy goes over. This whole show, you know, it just wasn't for me. But again, I'm I'm not a wrestling fan. So take my criticism as one of, uh, I guess, a casual watcher. Yeah, you know, I, I know, I know a little bit more than your average non-wrestling fan, but still not a wrestling fan i and you know if you look at and there's some things that i'll really enjoy and i'll put things over in this and that but when it comes down to it the people who are going to be paying going to be packing these buildings are, are not the si- same type of people as me so um again just take it take it with a grain of salt or whatever you like it's not um it's not to say that. These guys should have done way better, and then I would have been fucking wow. I, I, at this point, I don't even know what the fuck you could do to, to make me happy as a wrestling thing, because I'm just not. I'm just past it, you know? There's some guys that I really fucking root for, and I want to see the best out of those guys. And those guys kind of hold the key to me actually being entertained by wrestling my days of attending are over. I just don't, I don't want to be around these filthy motherfucking fans. I just, just not my type of fucking people. I don't want to do the play along. You clap. Cause I say clap, but it just, I don't fucking like Steve Harvey said and shit when they're like, put your hands in the air but Like you put your hands in the air. Motherfucker. I paid 3850 for a ticket. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to put my hands in the air. You put your damn hands in the air. <laughs> you know, like I, I just, I don't know. I'm just past it. You know, what I mean, I, if I watch wrestling, I, I'm just gonna be doing it in the comfort of my own home, fucking lounging, do what the fuck I want. Uh, you know, if I want to walk out of the room, go fucking let the dog out, I could do that. Uh, let me go make something to eat. I can do that. You know, I I could tailor my my experience to my own uh, tolerance level. I don't have to be stuck in a building with a bunch of non-showering, filthy bastards um, anymore. It's just it's just not for me. So uh. So yeah, that's um I think that's all I got for that. That just just a real quick thing. But again,